This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you by spores, molds, and funguses can be found in a, ba- a wet basement near you. Hello, and welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North and South, East to West, the only Formerly confectionary-based podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I'm your host, Tim the Handlebreaker, and with me today, as always, my main man, Tad. Welcome back to the show. Big episode 297. Yes. Back upstairs yet again. Uh, it's probably going to be, it's probably going to be by the time the show is over that I can go back and like set back up in the basement. So, uh, how does I mean, you, I mean, you die from black mold either way. Oh man. So I cleared out a bunch of wet. I just like tore the cardboard apart of boxes and the stuff that was in there is just spilled on the floor sure, now. Sure. Um, and then I filled up the dumpster in the alley. Well, no, I didn't fill up the dumpster in the alley. One of my neighbors apparently, um, I got I don't know moved, but they threw away trash and they filled like every dumpster in the alley. They had their shit dumped into. Nice, so I got nice of them to do yeah, that. Yeah, so I got like two boxes, two boxes of crumpled wet boxes into the dumpster before it was overflowing. So now I just have a pile of them in my backyard. It's supposed to rain tonight. Like fucking great. This is fun, fucking fun. great. Uh, yeah, yeah. This uh, this really sucks. Like just going through and throwing stuff away. I've the boxes of books are so waterlogged that they are like impossible to lift. I bet. Um, so that's what I, books can carry a lot of water. So I'm gonna have to like cut those open and shuffle up like handfuls of books to the dumpster every for probably an hour or two. It's gonna. I suck. remember. <laughs> I remember uh, I, when I was a lot younger. Uh, I had finished reading a book and it was a hardcover. Uh, well, it was a first edition, so it was a hardcover and kind of uh, thicker than it than it like a paperback would be because the text is a lot larger on those for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had finished reading it, and I gave it to my brother, and we were coming home from our uh, from our bus stop, and it was raining, and uh, he was reading it on the bus, yeah, and just absentmindedly walked out of the bus, <laughs> still reading it. And it's pouring rain. <laughs> and he realizes that as soon as he steps out, he goes, oh, crap. And he, you know, he like closes it and then like tries to hide it in his jacket. And then he's like, he's like running down the street and drops it in a puddle. <laughs> and I, I, I pick it up from him. I'm just like, you can't, you can't handle this anymore. <laughs> and Your reading privileges are revoked. I swear the thing was 15 pounds. Yeah. My motorcycle gear was when it was, while I was pulling it out of the water, it was like, I think my jacket weighed probably 70 or 80 pounds. Like it was, it was like lifting a, a 10 or 11 year old kid. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's awesome. Just, mm-hmm. just fucking great. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. What else have you had going on this week, Tim? Uh, let me think. Uh, it, it's been raining here too. Not, clearly not as, not as bad. Um, but that brought the temperatures down a lot yeah. into like so much, so much so that one day I think we didn't get above 90. Oh my God. And I mean, you step outside and it's, you might as well, it might as well be December. <laughs> <laughs> see, it's funny. The opposite of that, the high today was 96 and I was like looking at my phone to see when the rain was going to start. And, uh, the, 
the weather was like, there is a heat advisory through Wednesday. I'm like, are you fucking kidding? The temperature's not even going to break 100, and you people are like, oh, God. Oh, God, we're going to die in this heat wave of mid-90s. <laughs> like, I remember summers as a kid. We would be like, I, I was in summer camp. It would be 115 degrees outside, yep. and they, that's where we just existed. You just yes. there was nowhere to go indoors. No, and I yeah, I remember being in summer camp, and like every every other Tuesday was Sonic to tu- or maybe it was every Tuesday was like Sonic Tuesday because there was Sonic drive-in like across the street. So it'd be like, all right, kids, remember to bring your five dollars on Tuesday. And we'll all go get Sonic at lunch, no matter like if it's 120 degrees outside or not. Yeah. So it's funny how those like how regionally that that stuff changes. But yeah, it's been yeah. it was actually a beautiful weekend. It was yesterday. I did some grilling. I grilled up some steaks. Uh, nice. I had a friend of mine over and his wife, and we had steaks and corn and potatoes and cheesecakes and beer. It was great. Just great. So, nice. Uh, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, are you ready to get in some issues, Tim? I am. I am. Well, let's launch right into it. Here's what I don't get. Mailers. It so like I I haven't set up any of my my mail forwarding yet, and I'm really thinking about just not doing it because if you were sending stuff to my (laughs) old address, I don't care. Um, but so most of the mail that arrives here is like either from tenants from before names that I don't know stuff that's not related to me and that stuff goes straight in the trash. But I get one of the things that see it's like nationwide, I guess, is that there's like ad day and you get this big pile of ads of just like coupons for Burger King and pizza hut and Uh whatever's on sale at your store. And it's just garbage. Like I'm not going to go, (laughs) I'm not going, I've, I flip through those and see if there's somewhere that I like eat regularly that I may want to take the coupons for. I pull the coupons out. I never bring them anywhere and end up just throwing the fucking thing away in two months when it expires. You replace it with the the next month's uh, page of coupons. Yeah. So this like you, you're paying some guy $24 an hour or however much mailmen get paid to basically just deliver trash into my house. Mm. And, uh, I, it's it's fucking maddening. I get like every three days, it seems like twice a week, I'm getting a mailer from Spectrum. The to oh, you want to upgrade your internet service or get cable or get this or that. On top of the fact that they just have Spectrum people like standing around inside of Walmarts and shit, just being like, yeah, yeah. Uh, "Excuse me, sir, who's your internet provider? I don't have the internet. I'm a 21st century luddite." They're like, what? (laughs) I don't understand. Um, It's like, I I don't know. I how many how many times in in your lifetime or have you changed a service like that? Like car insurance, uh, cable, internet, cellular service. Any one of those things where it's it's one of those necessary must haves Mm -hmm. that. You you just kind of like you find one that works. Like I have Geico yeah. car insurance. I've had Geico car insurance the entire time I've been driving because my mom had Geico car insurance for like I think for her whole life because my grandfather had Geico insurance because he worked for the government. Yeah. So, um, what I what I what I 
I'm getting at here is that like every ad that I see for Progressive or Liberty Mutual or Allstate, like every so often I'll think, let me go look and price compare with what what these other and it's always like 20 percent more. And all their ads <laughs> like, yeah, you could save a thousand dollars by switching yeah. to to Allstate. Like, yeah, if you like if for some reason you're being under very specific circumstances. Yeah, very, very specific circumstances. And it's like you guys you guys can't beat Geico's base price and I have a longevity discount that give that cuts evidently twenty percent of whatever everyone else is paying. <laughs> uh so I, I don't understand why the mailers need to come because you know, in when I lived in Tulsa, I had Cox Internet. When I lived in Norman, I had Cox Internet. Like there's really no other other choice. I think we might have had no. I think I might have had Cox Internet in um in North Carolina too, come to think of it. But it it's like you can go with AT&T, you can go with Cox. And I was like, I really don't like AT&T, so I guess I'll just go with Cox. And then AT&T is just sending stuff like switch now and get $200. Switch now and and we'll pay your first month. We'll pay your termination fees. We'll pay this and that. And aside from like when I moved in and there was an, I had an ad for AT&T and an ad for Spectrum and AT&T said, we'll do a gigabit for $80 a month. And Spectrum said, we'll do 500 mega, 500 uh, me- megabits for $40 a month. I was like, okay, I'm going to go with AT&T. <laughs> and then, and then I just threw away both of those ads and did all my buying yeah. online. I like nothing is going to show up here that will make me change internet providers. The only thing that's going to make me change internet providers is if for some reason my service gets just abysmally bad. Huh? I wonder why that would happen. Yeah. So yeah. it's, and it's just, it's so fucking irritating to just basically be sent trash by these companies because in a world where we're, tr- we're, kowtowing and making all this like oh we're doing more sustainability and this and that and like auto enroll and auto pay and paperless bills because it's better for the environment and you'll save like we'll give you this special deal where but for every like bill you're not sending me you're sending everyone on my street (laughs) a thing for them to switch to your service so and even even to me yeah so where's the net gain (laughs) I mean, how many times have you gotten ads for service a service you already have? Oh yeah, that happens all the time too because they just <laughs> it gets just gets put in those mailers. Uh, and even a, if it's not the same thing, uh, you know, there's uh, you know they'll send you a thing like, hey, do you want to upgrade? Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to? We also offer phone service, and we also offer uh, satellite TV. You know, yeah, get your home phone, get your this, get your that, bundle and save. Uh, yeah. And like, I think the the only one that I really the one, the thing that I am the most fickle about has been my cell phone service. Like my, I had a cricket, which was a, a regional network there in Tulsa that sucked. Uh-huh. Then I switched to T-Mobile. <laughs> I had T-Mobile for several years. Then I switched to Sprint. I had Sprint for several years. Then I switched to AT&T. I had AT&T forever. And now I'm on Verizon. So like I've hit all the, I've gone through all the major, yeah, major yeah, companies yeah. aside from us cellular at this point. Uh, and when, I make this the change. It's usually because like I want a new phone, and this this seller, this peop, these people have a better price or a better phone. But that's something that's disposable. That's something that like devalues over time is the the usefulness of my cell phone, my internet. Yeah, most people go through those like like one a every, year, one one a year, one or two years. Yeah, but even still, a lot of people just 
Like I know people who have AT&T that have had AT&T since it was yep. singular. And they're like, yeah, I just, I, it sucks, but I keep it because we got grandfathered into unlimited free data back yeah. when, before phones had data plans. And I, so I just keep on paying the $15 a month, uh, for a new phone. I just, I just, I just get a new phone and keep on paying the phone, uh, monthly charge. Yes. And, yeah. and that's the way to save the money. But, uh, I, I just, there's, there's that like two facedness of it where everybody's pretending to be environmentally friendly. Like Amazon, we're going to send you these shittier and shittier boxes oh. because we're generating so much garbage. But at least Amazon isn't then ma it, Amazon doesn't like mail me a catalog of the shit that's on Amazon. You know, <laughs> true, true. You, you get these like flyers about just basic shit that's on sale at, at whatever grocery store. And again, like grocery stores. Uh, I went to Reesers for forever when I lived in Tulsa and then I moved away and I went to this one grocery store in Norman all the time because they had a good selection and good prices. And that was it. Like I'm not being swayed by ads to drive all the fuck over town. I go to, but you know who is, uh, uh who white women. Yeah. We've talked about this. Oh uh, yeah. Like, no, the, the, the difference is in how we shop. That's true. It's the same thing, I think. I think it's the same thing. It, it, right? It's got to be. I mean, that's there. There is something about like eighty-six percent of all marketing is aimed at women, even for men's products. The mm -hmm. advertising is aimed at women because yeah. a woman will be like, "Oh, why don't you try this other deodorant?" Like, bitch, well, why yeah, don't you mind your own business? I heard. I heard a stat. I don't know. Some sometime this year, it was like, um, that like men only make up like ten percent of the. Oh, th that's right. I, now I know where I heard from this. I heard this from, from working for oh. um, the makeup company. Uh, yeah. right? So it was like men are only like 10% of the skincare uh, um, uh, market share, uh, market share. Um, but even then, like 90% of that of men's skincare is bought by women mm -hmm. or something like that. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. And yeah, so you get these flyers and it's like, well, I better go to Reesers to get eggs this time because they're nickel cheaper than whatever the place is that's right across mm -hmm. the street from me. Like, I haven't figured out what grocery store I'm going to here yet because there's like lots of choices and stuff that's close by. But like typically when Winco came to Tulsa, I started going to Winco all the time because Winco had really good prices. That was that was the long and short of it. And then they had I, good prices and they have what you need. Yeah. And and then I just yeah. shopped at Winco and like I would go to Walmart for this stuff like last minute because it was nearby. But that like I'm just going to this one store. I wasn't <laughs> going to Walmart because I got a flyer in the mail that was like, yeah, we're it's got half off all free and clear because half the time the ads are for shit. Like we've talked about this time and time again. Like I, I buy the same body wash, the same shampoo the same stuff i've been buying for probably more than 10 years now uh laundry detergent etc 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 i just buy the thing that i know works yes. so when i see an ad that's like tied half off i don't think i'm gonna go buy tide i'm especially not gonna drive the fuck across town to go buy tide i <laughs> i so I, I just have this trash that just keeps pouring in through the mail slot it comes in the mail slot Sometimes it lands on the table between the mail slot and the trash can. But a lot of times it's just like, oh, what is this? Is there is there any real mail that has been like inadvertently tucked inside of this <laughs> that I need to shake out? Okay, nope. Trash can. 
So what's the fucking point? Like there was, there's a whole episode of Seinfeld about it where Kramer tries to cancel his mail because he keeps getting Pottery Barn catalogs. Mm -hmm. Like this is not a problem that has, that has gotten better. No, no. Um, and I'm surprised like with like, uh, with government, you know, cutbacks and everything, um, I'm surprised that we haven't moved to like voluntary everyday service. Yeah, this, that's the thing. The, the mail is always like, oh, yeah, we're facing a budget shortfall. We have to try and figure out how to like make things less expensive. It's like, why don't you just deliver mail once a week? Once a week. That's all <laughs> I need. I, I mean, <laughs> nothing. No, packages, package delivery. Sure. Do that every day. Uh, but this stack of envelopes that I get that are mostly like bills or service notices or ads. I really could. I mean, I got a, I got a prepaid visa gift card today for, for activating my AT&T service here. And that is the only piece of mail that I was like happy to receive. I got all this, <laughs> I got all this fucking mail the other day from like the, the gas company and the electric company. And it all just comes in and I start, I, oh, I'm like, okay, this must be my first bill. Let me, even though I thought I signed up for automatic payments right away. So I start like flipping through those and I open them up and it's like an ad for the fact that they make electricity telling me, <laughs> telling me my service options and stuff, because you can have like smart hours wow. where you, you get charged less for moving your usage off peak. And I like, I did the back of the napkin math in my head and it's like, it ends up just being the same. So I just picked the plan where I pay the same rate for electricity all the time. I don't get ding for you for like my AC turning on between 5 PM and 9 PM, which is the time everyone wants to fucking use their AC. <laughs> uh, and I was just like, why this was all on your website when I signed up for service. Why are you mailing me this? I don't need any of this. You, this could be an email. <laughs> like so much of this shit could just be an email. Yeah, yeah. Two and like, which you will you will also ignore. Yeah, the, I'll just set up an email filter that takes all the stuff from American Electric, whatever the fucking company is, and put it into a folder that I will never read. Yeah. Uh, so, like, yeah, we don't need the mail service anymore. They're just delivering trash. The there's there's nothing. There's no reason that some guy in a blue outfit has to walk onto my porch every day. I, I I've gotten I got. I think I've done one Amazon order since I moved in of, of a few things. And that stuff is in the process of being delivered outside of that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's even worse over there where you are because, um, the, the, the mail guys are the walkers. They're not, you know, here in town. It's, I mean, I never seen it. I've never seen it where, a guy, you know, stops at the beginning of a neighborhood and then does a run. Oh, my old neighborhood was uh, the neighborhood that our childhood friend and I lived in. Uh-huh. That was a walk-up huh. neighborhood. Huh. Yeah. So the, it's a lot. Well, it's a lot rarer here. It, it I, is. That's all I've seen over there in St. Louis. Most most neighborhoods are in Tulsa are driving their driving routes and yeah. the people won't get out of the truck for anything. No. I, we one time had mail not get delivered for like six days because I, someone was in town. There was some reason why I was parking in the street. Okay. Um, and I don't remember what the exact reason was, but I was parking in the street and because there, someone was parking in the driveway and where I was parking 
was apparently too close to the mailbox. So if he couldn't like get in front of my car and be within arm's reach of the mailbox, he would just not deliver. And there was no notification about this. So a bunch of stuff not didn't get delivered. Uh, and, and so I called and I'm like, what is going on? They said, oh yeah, this is a, this is a motor route. He has to have access to the mailbox. Is there someone parked in front of it? And I'm like, well, I'm parked near it. I'm not parked in front of it. And they're like, yeah. He, and I'm like, he can't take two steps out of the mail, out of the mail truck to put, <laughs> uh, envelopes in the mailbox. And, and they're yeah. like, no. And I said, so what about the packages that he puts on my front porch? Why is he allowed to deliver those and not the, he can take and walk to the front porch, to deliver a package, but he can't walk two steps to the mailbox because there's a car parked there. What if that's not even my car? What if that's just some asshole neighbor? And they're like, we don't have any answers for that, sir. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Uh, I guess I have a nice mailman because if, if there's a package, he will also just bring the mail. If you know, you know, if, if there's clearly someone home and he's bringing a package, he'll just also bring the mail. Yeah. Uh, you must have a nice mailman. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're they're it's just just a garbage service. Uh, we don't need it. I'm tired of all of this trash showing up in my house. And mostly I'm tired of being advertised products that I have no interest in. Like, yeah, that, the spectrum yeah. really set me off when I I got the second one this week from them. And <laughs> I was like new offer inside, you know, open right away. Like there is no world, there is no world where I will have Spectrum Internet. I know who you are, Comcast. <laughs> you're like fucking, um, you're like Leatherface. You just cut off someone's face and paste it like a like a goddamn Vidian. Pasted his face over your face. You're like, no, I'm totally not Comcast. Yeah, fucking. Or like uh, the Joker in uh, in Batman when the Joker cut his own face off and then put it, then like stapled it back onto his own face. Yeah, he did that. USPS is supposed to stop delivering mail after 15 <laughs> days of non-use. This is why they keep sending junk mail. Ah, so if you don't have, if your house doesn't get any mail for 15 days, then they don't, they won't have to deliver to you anymore. Sons of bitches. Yeah. Well, that's my issue, Tim. What is your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Oh, woe is me. I'm so rich. I have so many problems. Um, uh, did you hear about this list of uh, private jets, Tab? No. So there's a website um, that, uh, or so there's, there's a Twitter account called Celeb Jets, and it tracks uh, all private jet usage by celebrities. Because um, even though they're private jets, all this stuff has to be logged with the FAA. Yeah. And so... They put out a list of like the 2022 top offenders of private jet usage, and topping the charts was Taylor Swift. Uh, in 2022 alone, her private jet had amassed 170 flights. Holy shit! That's uh, it's 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 almost every day, at least once flight about one one flight a day, because we're only in August. So, you know, you figure 365 is days in the year. Cut that in about in half. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is, is she's like a big environmentalist. Of course, they all are. They're all every fucking environmentalist. They all are. Yeah. Al Gore talking about, 
you know, when he's he went on his tour for the his PowerPoint presentation, he was yeah. fucking taking like a seven twenty seven everywhere. Like, oh, of course. Are you f- out of your fucking mind? Like, I'm I shouldn't be able to uh, change parts on my own car to be environmentally friendly in California, mm-hmm. but people like Taylor Swift can fly a jet every day. Yep. So uh, the total airtime was almost sixteen whole days in the air. Wow. Which is equivalent to 8,293 tons of total emissions, (laughs) which is 1,184 times more than the average person's total annual emissions. Of course. Um, but but you need to like live in a pod and eat the bugs and yes like Uh walk to work Uh so that people like taylor swift can continue to fly their jets yep and so when when this came out people were like hey what's going on why are you you know why are you taking so many uh why are you using your private jet so much and polluting the air or whatever right people that care about that um and she (laughs) they put out a statement that said uh she wasn't even on most of those flights that's supposed to be better <laughs> that's supposed that's to be better, better. oh <laughs> she, she wasn't she, even flying it she was just having a like fucking, she loans it out apparently yeah just take the car around <laughs> the block once a week so that you know i let the let the it idle up to temperature and everything jesus yeah. christ uh one of the kardashians uh had a flight of Three minutes logged this year. A flight, a three-minute-long flight. What is the, does this fly across LA from like LAX to uh, I guess Ontario they, they, or something? They, they probably went to go get groceries. Fuck me. <laughs> like when, when Kobe Bryant died in the helicopter crash, right? Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, it's so tragic. It's so sad. Kobe Bryant flew in helicopters everywhere he went because he didn't want to be in traffic with the plebes. Yeah. He thought he was too good to wait in traffic with you people. Fuck Kobe mm-hmm. Bryant. Yeah, and, and you know, you've you've said it before, like, you know, Elton John, right? Mm-hmm. Elton John, uh, as soon as he's done with his show, gets right into a car from stage, goes right to his private jet, goes right to his uh back to his house. Yeah, Martha's Vineyard, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He sleeps in his own bed every night. And and he's still pulling the wool over people's eyes with this whole goodbye tour thing. He's been on his farewell tour for five years now jesus five years and it's still going on of course i, th- I think he's got like two more years planned or something <laughs> God. Mo, you, you could have put out you could have put out like four or five albums of original material in that time you know rush's farewell tour they did what like 24 stops or something something like that yeah like they did a summer they started in may yeah. and they were they finished in like august or september the length of a tour that's the length of a tour it's it's a season uh and you know less than six months and then fucking going on tour for years I, i'm sure he's doing like one show a week but even still yeah still that's you're not on a farewell tour anymore you, I mean, at that point he, i don't know why he didn't just move to vegas and do a residency. And do a residency. Yeah. Because that would be embarrassing. <laughs> and you'd have to live in Vegas. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. could just do what... Um, who's the guy that played? Uh, uh, Billy Joel. Billy Joel took a mm-hmm. residency at Madison Square Garden. So he'll never, Jeez, he'll never I bet go that on would, tour I bet. again. <laughs> that was probably really expensive. Yeah. I guess it, I guess it makes enough money. So yeah. whatever. 
Well, you know, it's not just it's not just like regular like celebrities that do this stuff. Um, I saw a news article earlier. Uh, I got pulled up here. Um, a YouTuber. It's a video game YouTuber. I've never heard of him. His name is um, Jay. It's all business. Okay. Anyways, he covers uh, he covers Diablo Immortal, the new mobile Diablo game. He spent over one hundred thousand dollars on beefing up his on one character because it's a you know it's a pay to win mobile. Game. Holy shit! Like he spent over a hundred thousand dollars on it, and now he's complaining to Blizzard. Did they nerf because it? No, not not that they nerfed it. He was too powerful, right? So he spent so much money on his character that when he was playing PvP, he was just winning all his matches. And yeah. his win-loss ratio was so high that now he can't fight anyone in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Start a new character, dipshit. <laughs> uh. He said it takes between 48 and 72 hours to get matched to get to get into a match for him. Yeah, you why did you, you spend you did it. You won. Yeah. You won. Like, you spent all the money on a pay-to-win game, and you won. And you won, yeah. What, what does he want them to do? I don't know. This this should be, like, this is the end game. Like, you did it. Yeah, you're, you're, you're the Diablo Immortal. You're the king of Skyrim now. Yeah. Uh, $100,000 on a fucking mobile game. That's, yeah. That is just terrible. The disgusting excess on its own. The mm-hmm. fact that someone would blow through uh, just frivolously waste money like that. I'm not one of those people like, so when, when Elon Musk offered to buy Twitter you know, for $45 billion, whatever it was, yeah, everyone was like, uh, Elon Musk could cure world hunger with that money instead of buying Twitter, yeah. which is an astonishing thought to me that people thought that. Like they think that, they're the problem, the, the cause of world hunger is that we just, we're just not throwing money at it enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then like the very next week, the U S gave Ukraine $45 billion for their, yeah. their war with Russia. And I was like, well, whoa, 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 what happened to cure world hunger? <laughs> I know this, this one war is bad and everything, but like world hunger, that's a way, like that's yeah. going to save way more lives. Yeah. Uh, I, also I hate those like comparisons, that- but this guy is definitely like, Think about what you could, what you personally would do with a hundred thousand dollars to like just Jesus to just enrich your life and and wasting time. Yeah, yeah. Like, what kind of vacation would you go on with a hundred thousand dollars? You can't spend it on any. That here's the rule: you can't spend a hundred thousand dollars on anything practical. Sure, right. So you can't like pay off a house. You can't buy a new car. You can't pay off your debts. You have to just blow this money splurge you have to splurge. yeah you have to splurge um and like what would you do what kind of vacation would you take like i'm, I'm gonna go to europe i would take all of them all of them yeah i mean you go on a globe trotting like uh fuck you i'm rich vacation exactly and this guy is dumping it into a cell phone just yeah. just think about that mentality that has to happen and then it's yeah. like oh i spent too much money on this it's buyer's remorse. That's what he's having is buyer's remorse. <laughs> and we're supposed to like, that's the, 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 we're supposed to have empathy. You, they want us to have empathy with these people. And like empathy comes from you understanding the motivations that make someone make a decision. You may not agree with them, but you can like feel bad yeah. for what happened. Yeah. I cannot 
I can't put myself in a mindset where I would pay a hundred thousand dollars for a video game of any kind of any kind, uh, short of like scanning my brain into a game of Skyrim. <laughs> like, all right, tab, you're on your death, bud. We're going to just upload your consciousness into this old Xbox 360 and you will live eternally in Skyrim. Uh, outside of that, I can't see myself spending $100,000 on anything. <laughs> vanilla no, I, vanilla Skyrim with no DLC. <laughs> I just spent four bucks on a game on Steam, and it's some of the most fun I've had in a game in a long time. Oh, yeah. So I bought I bought the Mafia Definitive Edition during mm. the summer sale, and I think it was like $25 for all three games. Fucking Mafia 1 was great. I started playing Mafia 2. It's not quite as good, but... That's only because it's a little bit. It's it's in that like 2011, 2012 era of stuff where where they they were trying to still figure out like modern gaming and then like you know the old early Xbox stuff. Yeah, and they didn't remaster that one. They only did one and three was like five years after the after two. Yeah, the it's stuck in the middle. The thing that sucks about two is that uh, the controls all changed. It's like you do all oh. the same actions, but the yeah. buttons to do them are different. So. I got used to like the control scheme in Mafia, and then I start Mafia Two, and it's like, why can't I climb over this wall? Oh, because climbing over the wall is the left bumper on this one, not Y. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, uh, yeah, like, fuck you, dude. Start a new character. <laughs> Do it again. Spend another one hundred thousand dollars, please. Yeah. Waste uh, waste even more money, you fucking moron. Yeah just or or just like just give like people get gift cards ten thousand dollar <laughs> gift cards to uh to this this mobile game and just be like here upload yourself like upgrade yourself so i have someone to play yeah i'm too good at this it's not it's not even like can you even be proud of that as an accomplishment no because it's not like he he like trained for hours and hours it's, it's not like he's the best he's not he's not the best at the game right mm -hmm. it's not like an esports player right who you know like the best uh overwatch guy or whatever right he's like he's practicing 10 hours a day six seven days a week every day right yeah and he's you, you can be like oh well like it's kind of like it's kind of frivolous but he is the best at that game yeah like it's stupid but like you did commit some amount of work and time and yeah. resources into being good. This one, you just like fucking swiped a credit card and now you're unbeatable. Yeah. He just got like all the gold gems or whatever. Uh, this is why mobile games continue to make money too, by the way, is people like this. Yeah. Oh yeah. What a shit heel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anybody to, to play. Yeah. Like a regular person, like that, like was like given a hundred thousand dollars just for this task, right? Like, like a like a regular person, um, like you, like if if Blizzard was like, hey, Tab, here's a hundred thousand uh, dollars, we want you to spend it all on Diablo Immortal and then make a YouTube video about it. Your YouTube video wouldn't be like, why can't I play against anyone else? I'm so I'm too good. I spent too much money. It would be like, I spent a hundred thousand dollars, like on all this frivolous stuff. Look how dumb it was. Yeah. Uh, the the customer support email should just come back like, like I can't play anybody because I spent too much money in your game. They should just been like, LOL, get good. 
<laughs> yep. Or or no, or just GG. 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 <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. Roll credits. Yeah. Like the, the solution is very simple. Start a new character and this time only spend fifty thousand dollars upgrading yeah. him. So that your win loss ratio is uh, what uh just I just I hate these people. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. I, I wasn't even flying my jet all of those times. Yeah. I spent so much money in your game and now I can't have fun anymore. Like, yeah, it happens to all of us. We all like we put so many hours into a game, we love it, and then like we get five years older and we go back to play it again and we're like, oh, this is kind of dog shit. Yeah. What? Oh, you burn out. Yeah, you burn out. I, I put in too many hours into like Overwatch and now I don't. That's really what happened to me. Anymore. Yeah. I, it was the it was it was the only game I played for like three years straight. Yeah. It, it like move on, find a new game. Yeah. Yep. And get a life. It's not. It's really not hard. You know how often I think about going back to Overwatch. Once a never. month. Never. Oh. Never. <laughs> Cold turkey, man. It's easy. Hundred thousand dollars on a video game. Yeah, I can't even imagine spending a thousand dollars on a video game. Like literally, the I can't imagine spending seventy dollars on a video game. Like that's what they want. The, <laughs> I can't. That's what but. they want the price of video games to be now. Yeah, and and I just like ah uh, no thanks. <laughs> like yeah, like I'll buy uh I'll buy stuff in the Steam summer sale. I really I really have a hard time even thinking of sixty dollars for a game. Like, if there are games on Steam that I'm like, ah, yeah, that looks really interesting. What is it? $30? No. <laughs> Wish list. We'll wait for a summer sale. See if we get this fucker down to 15 And then it'll be like. Yeah, I'm, in the same, I'm in the same boat. I use a website called Is There Any Deal? Mm -hmm. You just, you, you log in to it with Steam. And then you type in like, you know, uh, I, I have Red Dead Redemption 2 on my list, right? Yeah. So I type in Red Dead Redemption 2. And then it'll send you an email when it reaches a price that you pick. And then you get that email and you're like, I bet, nah. it, I bet it can go lower. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. And yep. like, that's the gambling of, uh, and sometimes like, so they released, I, I started playing um, Jurassic Park Evolution where you, it's mm -hmm. SimCity. Uh, yeah. And then they, they made a second one, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. I enjoyed the first one. Maybe I'll buy the second one. It was on sale on Steam. And then I started reading the reviews, and they're like, yeah, they just added a lot more tedious tasks for you to have to do in this game, um, kind of ruining it. Like, yeah, it looks better than the first one, but the the like having to click on every single and refuel your electricity stations every fucking five minutes makes this game unplayable. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm out. Yep. So... Well, uh, do you have anything more on your "Woe is me, I'm so rich"? Uh, you know what I what I wish is that instead of spending a hundred thousand dollars on Diablo, uh, he would have just mailed it to me. <laughs> There's just seriously, like, like think about like if he had just given even like a if, if he had given a thousand dollars to a hundred, uh, like of his YouTube subscribers, right? If he had given a hundred of his YouTube subscribers a thousand dollars, you could level I mean, them up. And, and they become yeah. like your video game now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll sell my life to someone. You know, you, you just give me money and I'll go do things. You be my whale. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll go do things uh, based on your like like a video game character. Like, okay, I want you to quit your job and like go become a cocktail waitress at Hooters. You got it. Fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Let's let's. I'll turn in my notice today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quitting to go become a cocktail waitress at Hooters. Do you think that's gonna work out for you? Probably not. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for. Cet épisode vous est présenté en partie par le réseau nouvelle Rikida, définitivement pas de fausse nouvelle. Well, Tim, what news do we have today? Uh, our first news story. Speaking of Spectrum, our first news story comes to us from Texas. Uh, back in 2019, a Spectrum field technician visited a uh, an old lady's house um, to help her with her phone line. He then came back the next day after he had fixed it uh, and stabbed her with a utility knife supplied by the cable supplied by the company, um, killing her. Of course, uh, a couple days later, the police you know uh, responded to an unconscious person call, found her with multiple stab wounds. Um, and found out that he had stolen all of her credit cards, went on a spending spree, um, and had been living in his van, his Spectrum van, uh, for a couple of days. So this was back in 2019, and uh, the uh, the trial just ended, and Spectrum now has to now has to pay seven billion dollars in punitive damages. Spectrum's uh, paying this. Spectrum has to pay. Seven billion dollars in punitive damages, on top of the three hundred seventy-five million dollars in compensa- compensatory damage to the family directly. Um, because so who's the seven when, billion going to? I I don't know. Um, mm. It's going to someone. Uh, Fucking but, punitive damages, man. <laughs> <laughs> the complaint against uh, Spectrum uh, was that when uh, when Time Warner Cable. Uh, got bought by them and they merged time Warner cable had an extensive employee screening program when they merged, they got rid of it. Um, and so they hired this guy (coughs) without verifying his employment history, which would have showed that he'd been, he had been fired for forgery, falsifying documents, uh, fellow employee harassment, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, so, uh, on, oh, on, on top of that, the jury found that Spectrum committed forgery, um, during, uh, during the whole suit when they tried to force the lawsuit into closed door arbitration. Um, there, there was some sort of forgery, uh, in that process by the Spectrum lawyers. Um, also, the best part about this is that the guy charged for the second service call where he killed her. <laughs> so you're saying that if I get Spectrum Cable, there's a chance someone may kill me? Yes, a very high chance someone will kill you. Yeah, you became like a total digital robot during that segment, too. I love it. Yeah. <clears throat> Brought to you by Spectrum. Uh, no, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, good. What's our next news story? Uh, our next news story comes to us from New York. Um, shoppers, store employees, and social media users expressed disbelief after discovering 
a uh, product that was out of reach behind lock and key at a Dwayne Reed inside New York City's Port Authority bus depot uh, this week. Apparently, the one-two punch of inflation and rising crime uh, has, has caused sort of a crime spree in New York City this summer. Um, and so this Dwayne Reed has put the cans of spam under lock and key. Uh, they're in those plastic cages that you have to open with a key. Like DVDs come in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, yeah, they're putting the spam and the cans of tuna in those. Oh my uh, god. <laughs> which but you you got to you got to think like if someone's going to steal, right? Mhm. Even out of desperation. You're still going to get the good stuff. The right? chicken of the sea, not the spam. <laughs> well, so if you're stealing out of desperation because you're hungry, mm-hmm. right? You're you're stealing, so you might as well go with like something good and what you want and not canned processed meat on the other hand canned processed meat you can get a bunch of them like in your bag and then feed yourself for a long period uh, over a longer period of time versus like a steak is one meal i guess i uh, i feel like so we were, we were talking about this last night at dinner uh the walgreens near us is all of the body wash is like behind a glass cabinet locked up huh. and it's like if you're in a situation where you're stealing body wash, uh, <laughs> like everything's fucked up for you. But then I wondered, I wondered, like, are these people just stealing out of something to do? I don't think so. Because <sighs> that's not the first thing that comes to mind when I'm bored, you know? Uh, well, no, sorry, not as like something, not as like, oh, hey, let me go just go out and steal some stuff rather they're not stealing because they're in need. Like they could buy this stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just don't want to. Oh, gotcha. Like, Oh, I, um, I can save a hundred dollars a month on groceries by just running through the, the door and stealing everything. I'm sure there are some people that think <clears throat> like that. Yeah. But I, I would figure they would be a little bit more smarter about the store stuff. Like, like they would like go to Walmart and put the steak on the, uh, on the way station and then press bananas. You know, yeah, or or buy a grill, set the steaks on top of the grill, and then forget to pay for them. And when they walk out of the store, sure, sure. I, sure. I inadvertently shoplifted the other day. I was buying uh, a new cat box, and I thought mm-hmm. I had grabbed. I thought I had grabbed one, and I actually grabbed two. So I just scanned the okay. one, got got home and set it up, and then I was like, "Wait a minute, what is this?" I realized there were two nested together. I'm like, oh, oh well. <clears throat> Send the cops, Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> if only they had put those in giant plastic Giant cages. plastic containers, yeah. Uh, well, Tim, what's our next news story? Uh, our next news story comes to us from Atlanta, uh, where a man in Atlanta in 2019 died, uh, and his remains were sent to the Fulton County Medical Examiner, who then sent them to a facility in St. Louis for more testing. Uh, they were doing this because they were struggling to understand how the body was decomposing so quickly after his suspected murder. Um, the problem is that St. Louis never got the body. Oh, uh, no. And FedEx, the, the FedEx never also returned the body. So there's you always a- hear like, there's a, there's a body in a FedEx box 
that just got lost somewhere. A dead, decomposing body. <laughs> oh, that's horrifying. Or it got delivered this was somewhere. Tw- yeah. <laughs> and, like, guy opens, he's like, I didn't order a package for FedEx. What is this? Like, oh, a dead body. Jackpot. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't order a man. Uh, this was 2019. And they still haven't found the body. So you do the math there. Uh, That's fucked up, man. Look, I mean, if they're going to lose your uh, your motorcycle parts or they're going to lose, uh, you know, a book or they're going to lose anything you buy, they're going to lose a body. Yeah, I mean, of course. It's just them. <sighs> it's how they work. How embarrassing. Well, our last news story comes to us from across the pond, but a little further south, uh, Spain. España. España. Uh, of course, uh, just like everywhere else, they're having uh, uh, some high temperatures, record high temperatures there. Uh, at a news conference in Madrid, the Spanish prime minister uh, said that um, the first step he has taken to save energy is to not wear a tie and that he suggested that his, uh, his ministers and public officials and workers in the private sector do the same thing to save energy, not wear ties so that you're like moderately less hot. Yes. That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you could. You, 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 what they could do is, you know, like install AC in the building. Yeah, well, that would take uh, up energy and money. Yeah, it's it's insane to me that in like the year twenty twenty two, there are areas that don't install air conditioners. Like my sister moved to Portland, and in Portland, they just don't have AC in their houses. And, okay, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, well, it's most of the time it's not hot enough to need it. Like, yeah, yeah. M- most of the time that's great and everything, but that like five times a year that it gets miserably hot. Wouldn't it be nice to just walk over here to the, th- like flick the thermostat on and turn on AC for, or even like, even like if you have, it had to like warm up, right. Because it hasn't been on in a year or so. Right. You know, that's going to be hot next week. So like turn it on now. Yeah. that Yeah. If you, if pay for a week ac is much easier to like it's much easier to hold the temperature than to change temperatures Mm -hmm. there's like a whole mathematical thing about like the area you have and how long it'll take to get it to bring the temperature down one degree whereas holding a temperature is much easier uh so yeah like people do have those nest thermostats and stuff where they program them to like turn on and off based on all these like stupid factors it's like you're just like Find a good temperature and just leave it there. Yeah. Idiots. Uh, but yeah, so just install AC compressors. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, so well, do we have anything, any more news? I had a news story, but then I read it and it was absolutely disgusting. Mm. And uh, I decided not to read it. Oh, that's, that's good. Thank you for not yeah, sharing. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Uh, well, this has been Le Réseau Nouvelle Rikida, définitivement pas de fausse nouvelle. Well, that takes care of our legal obligations this week, Tim, but you know what it doesn't take care of? 
What? AC. And if you want to help <laughs> with AC, you can visit us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG, which stands for... Here's what I don't get. Which is the name of the show. And over there, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode, plus our monthly mini-sodes. We just did a makeup for March. Uh, Going to try and do some more makeup. Also, uh, so last week we said episode T99, we were going to open it up for uh, fan call-ins, specifically mm-hmm. shooting for getting Sage and Mr. Kill everything on the show at the same time to let them have a verbal joust live and in person. And, and we said uh, August 15th, but it's actually not going to be August 15th. It's going to be August 14th because I plan to be in Tulsa that weekend. So Tim and I will be live in studio together. We will find some mid-2000s internet to stream from, <laughs> and we'll do the show. We'll be live, and then we'll bring on um, guests. So mark your calendars for that Sunday. Probably going to be like early afternoon, like 4 or 5 p.m. Uh, Central Time, and then... You know, it'll, it'll be like a big farewell and episode 300 will be normal. So check that out. Uh, also on the Patreon, we have our $2 tier. We throw random bits and bobs like move your views. Um, haven't done one of those in a while either, but it is what it is. We have a $5 tier. We do our monthly bonus episodes. Here's what I do get. We drop the hate and talk about what's great. Working on uh, making up those as well. And then we have our $10 tier where you, the fans, submit films and we sit down and watch and record feature-length commentary. Uh, we need to get back on those and then finally the $50 spite producer tier where you get a say in the show you can um ask for special guests you can ask for special things we got a a note from uh we got we have a spite producer request this week that um I think is going to be really really great so okay uh, well, we will get to that later in the episode, but also something we should, I should have done this at the beginning of the episode. I forgot to, to do this. Um, we got a package. Oh, great. This week. Um, thanks for all the great podcasting over the years. Your podcast is my favorite one and I'm sad to see it go, but all good things must come to an end. Hopefully you can find the time to create more content in the future. I know lots of fans of the show would enjoy seeing you review movies, TV shows, or just doing stuff on YouTube or even start a new podcast someday. So be sure to keep us all in the loop if you do. I made Skelly for you and sent you a few other things just as a thanks for all the effort you put in over the years for making a great podcast and being the voice of sanity in the crazy world we live in. I hope all the contents of the package have reached you intact. Enjoy and take care. P.S. Skelly's head is removable. Just twist and pull up, but be careful not to break his neck. Um, So I've got this here. Oh, cool. Oh, that's cool. A new uh, <laughs> mat for bar the bar. Mat. Yeah. Just put that right up there. Actually, it's all covered in junk right now. Uh, let's see. We got some hot sauces. Looks like nice. they came. They actually came intact. There's no leakage. Uh, garlic Reaper sauce. Ooh, that's some good stuff. Yeah, I'll be bringing these to Tulsa. Maybe try some stuff. Try some good home cooking. Uh, And this is Heartbeat Hot Sauce. It's from Thunderberry, Ontario. It's pineapple habanero. Ah. 
Uh, there's a little note in here as well. The Torchbearer Garlic Reaper hot sauce is too hot for most, but the flavor is amazing. It's my all-time favorite hot sauce. I would recommend putting a drop of it in with some ranch to dip your pizza in. The huh. Heartbeat Pineapple Habanero is another one of my favorites and goes great on burritos or eggs. Cool. Yeah, so we'll see how, uh, how Tim takes that. Uh, got some jerky and some hot pretzels. Nice. Who doesn't and love you're, beef You're jerky? a big jerky fan? I do. You like to jerk it all the time? <laughs> and then this 3D printed skeleton. That is awesome. It's not just a skeleton, though. It's a Lego skeleton. It's a Lego skeleton, yeah. Apparently. That is awesome. His head twists. Man, I remember I remember having, like, minifigures and with the skeletons. You know, the Johnny Thunder sets, I think, was the first one that Lego Adventures that had the skeletons and I always thought it was like such a cool element, the rib cage mm-hmm. and everything. Now to have a giant one, that's pretty awesome. That's cool. <laughs> have him stand next to Batman over there. Yes. The two uh the two watchers of your domain. Well cool. Thank you. Um I have to I don't want to read the name that's on the box because it's it's like a legal name. Yeah. It's from Heisenworm. Cool. Sent that. So thank you, Heisenworm. Uh, well, let's get back into some issues, Tim. Here's what I don't get. <laughs> Furniture stores. Uh, so I moved. One of the things in moving, like I have to buy, start buying new furniture. So I bought a couch. Yep. And uh, last year sometime, Truckin' and Tuckin' decided he wanted to get new furniture for his house. And since you Fair and call. I... So it's you and I spend a lot of time over there. He was like, why don't you guys come and like help decide? He suggested like just buying a bunch of recliners mm-hmm. instead of, but we ended up finding like a sofa that was really comfortable. It's like a sofa and a chair and an ottoman for a good price. But there was one of the places we went to where they had this sofa that I liked because it was high off the ground. I'm a That's tall right. guy. I like, I like my, I always have to lift my furniture up because it's more comfortable for me. Not usually comfortable for everybody else, but for me, it's more comfortable. So fuck you. It's my couch. (laughs) But this sofa was like nicely tall all by itself. And we trucking and tucking was buying the furniture. This piece of furniture was not practical for him. Mm -hmm. Um, I was just like, I liked it. Maybe when I move, I'll look into buying this sofa. I'll come back. Yeah, And that guy would not fucking leave me alone about checking out this other sofa that was more expensive because it was made with memory foam. Oh, it's going to be way more comfortable. These, the, It has one of those like center console armrests and all this shit. And it's like, yeah, I hate all of this. I want a sofa that I can lay down on. I want a sofa that's high off the ground. This is not high off the ground. It's You can't fucking lay down it. I hate recliners. My feet dangle off the ends. Leave me the fuck alone. Stop trying to pressure <laughs> me into buying something I don't want. So... Like, and then just every other furniture buying experience my entire life. My ex-girlfriend and I bought a sofa several years ago. We went to Mathis Brothers because Mathis Brothers, like, it, we went to Mathis Brothers because her parents had bought a bunch of furniture when they built their house. Then they took back a bunch of furniture they didn't, like, didn't work out. And they, Mathis Brothers wouldn't give them a refund, so they gave them a store credit and you know how mm-hmm. often people buy furniture. Like, that's that's yeah. a perfectly reasonable <laughs> thing. So they're like, yeah, we're never going to use this store credit. We really didn't like shopping there. But if you guys want to use this store credit, 
and to buy a sofa. So we 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 did. And that was why we ended up shopping at Mathis Brothers. And we were paying cash for the sofa. Like in my mind, we have like our money and then this gift card amount. And then we're just going to pay for the sofa and walk out. And the sales stuff was very annoying because the lady was like constantly pestering us about this and that. Oh, try this, try this one. It's like, yeah, we need to No, we have a very, very specific set of criteria. It has to be high off the ground. It has to be longer than six feet because I'm a six foot tall person. I want a sofa that I can comfortably lay down on that. I don't like have my, the, the armrests aren't so high. Your feet are way up on the one end. Mm-hmm. And, um, so like we find this one and she's like, well, yeah, this is actually uh, on its way out. You know, you have to buy the display model. I'm like, that's perfect. Uh, I see this price that's here on this tag. We will give you that much in cash minus whatever our store credit is. And then we'll just put this in my pickup truck that we drove over here and take it home. And they're like, oh, no, you have to go through the financing department. No, no, no. We're not financing this. <laughs> we're buying the sofa today yeah. with money in our that's in our pockets right now. It was just such a fucking nightmare. Um, I one of my friends that were over for dinner last night. They were talking about shopping for some furniture, and they were being like harassed by the salesman. And so they they were like going to another section. And when they got to a T in the aisle, instead of instead of going like both going right, they split up and went two different directions. And the salesperson was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> what, do didn't I know do? what to do?" <laughs> So, so it's just, uh, so I'm, I'm going out to, to seek out furniture yeah. with the, all of these horror stories playing out in my head. And I ended up going to this place called Midwest, like I think it was the Midwest Clearance Center. Um, and it was the best furniture buying experience I've ever had in my entire life. It was in, it was like way the fuck not near anywhere. It was in yeah. this little like strip mall industrial park. And they had a ton of furniture packed into a very, very small area. Uh, I walked in looking for looking for one that I'd seen online. Didn't really love it. Ended up finding this other other sofa um, that was up on a rack. And I was like, yeah, I kind of like this one actually a little more than the one that I came in to look for. And he's like, okay, cool. Well, let me look and see what our deal is. Cause like that price that's on the sofa is not always the price. When we advertise online, we usually advertise them lower. So let me see if I can find it price lower than what it, what it was online. Mm-hmm. So he goes in he's like, yep, I, we were advertising it on Facebook or somewhere at this price. So I'll, I'll sell it to you at that price, even though you didn't see the ad. And I was like, wow, this is great. And then, He's looking, he's like, oh, actually, we're out of stock. You'll have, like, I can sell you this display model. Um, it's really, like, it hasn't been used. It's been up on that rack. We take it, I've taken it down, like, two or three times to let people sit on it. But for the most part, people just touch it. Like, we can go inspect it, and I'll give you a, a greater discount. He ended up discounting this couch so much that it was less with tax than the price on the, on the sticker, that was on the sofa. Oh yeah. Okay. And I didn't, I didn't haggle any of that. He was just like, yeah, let me click this in here. And he, he had it at one price. He's like, he's like, no, we can definitely get that lower. Let's get that lower. (laughs) And he like keeps discounting the fun. And I was like, this is great. So I pay for the couch that day. He's like, yep, you can come back anytime. We'll hold it. Um, until you can, you can get over here. Like we charge $169 for delivery. 
if we're delivering one piece or if we're delivering a whole house full of furniture. So it's, it'll probably be cheaper for you to just like rent a U-Haul, which it was, it was like $50 to rent a U-Haul. Um, I show up, we fucking put the couch in my, the back of this U-Haul that I rented for two hours. And I, I brought it over here. I, it was, it was phenomenal. Like it was absolutely no pressure. He wasn't, he wasn't like, Oh, actually you should, you should try this one because it's like, this is a, $2,000 couch or, yeah, or yeah. do you want to like, do, maybe we can do how we have a love seat and a chair. And I was like, no, I have a very small living room. Like I really just, just a couch. He's like, okay, cool. It, it was, I, I just like, <laughs> it was like buying a thing at anywhere else where you just go in and you're like, yeah, I want uh, the 75 inch TCL TV. Well, you sure you don't want the 8k one or the, the, here's the OLED. It was just like, fucking pull this fucker off the rack and if i had a pickup truck i could have just left that yeah. day with that sofa uh like why why do we allow these other places to exist when like the next time that i whatever the next furniture piece i need to buy a dining room table or a new bed or something that's the first place i'm going yeah i'm yeah. driving over there and i'm gonna fucking ask for the guy that works there and be like all right, cool. Here's what I'm looking for. What can you, what do you have? Because they're also the, there's like a bunch of locations and sometimes the other locations have things that this one doesn't, but you can look at it all online and just buy it wherever you are. And then they will, they will internally get it to the one closest to you. And then you pick it up or you can have it delivered mm -hmm. and they'll deliver it from wherever their, their warehouse is. Like I, I was just, I was so prepared to, for my teeth yeah and and be annoyed and be like pressured to just like basically one stop be done with shopping for the day found a uh i i ended up i got it i think i bought it on friday i got it home on saturday i fucking fell asleep watching tv on saturday afternoon it's a great couch nice. yeah <laughs> and so like why do these furniture stores exist? Why do we allow this to be like, why do we need a salesperson to make any of this shit work? Like yeah. you've got all the sofas around here. You've got all the recliners or the dining room tables and, and this shit. Like I don't need someone to hold my hand. I can't. It's not like, <laughs> it's not like a sofa is going to have some secret compartment you don't know about. Yeah. Or some feature that, you know, <laughs> they have to explain to you. Yeah. They're, they're not, it's not like a high dollar piece of electronics. It's just, it's something to sit on or to sit at or to store clothes. It's wooden fabric. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty fucking simple. <laughs> and so we, we create these stores that are just a hell. Like everyone always complains about furniture stores and the high pressure salesmen and stuff. Like, so why, why do we keep going there? Yeah. You know, Ikea has this shit figured out. You want, you wander around inside the Ikea and pull the little tags out of whatever thing you like. And then you go down to the warehouse and you're like, oh, yeah, we're sold out of everything. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Last time I was looking for a bed, we went to uh, I went to some furniture store and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm looking for a bed. And they're like, OK, great. Come over here. The beds are over here. Uh, why don't you try this? This one right here. Uh, it's twenty seven hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, thanks. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. <sighs> and you couldn't I, I, I couldn't buy a bed that what that was like. I think under eight hundred dollars there. Yeah, and they do all that staging shit, and like, look, this is what your living room would look like. You buy our like entertainment center and this sofa sit with the 
coffee table and the side tables and then finance it through us for the next like 15,000 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I just want to pay for the, I just want to pay for a thing. Like I have the money. I'm just going to come in here and pay for this. It needs to be like a separate thing, right? You need to have like a furniture store, furniture store, which is where you went. Mm-hmm. Right. And then whatever most furniture stores are, which is they, they want to sucker you into the high value. They, they want the salesman to like, Right. They want salesmen wants their uh, comp, you know, based on how how much they can sell you. But they also want to want you to finance so that you're you're stuck, you know, you know, paying them for years. Yeah. Instead of at at once. Yeah. Uh, So like so. So there needs to be two places, one where, you know, you know what you need. You go there and you look around and you figure it out. And then the other place where you're like, I guess I need some furniture. Um, you go to that place and let, let some, you know, kooky salesman, you know, charge you up all this extra stuff. Yeah. That, that was the other thing is, uh, so I ended up talking to the guy while, while we were like getting the invoices and printed and stuff. And I, I said, this is the greatest furniture buying experience I've ever had. And he said, <laughs> yeah, we tr- like this whole company. We try to be, uh, not like all those others. So people come in and they say, I'm just looking. And I say, all right, great. I'll be, I'll be here if you have any questions and people will walk in, look around, walk out. And he just, you know, he says, hello. And he says, thanks for coming in. And that's it. Like going to a pawn shop or something, just, just not making, not making me feel like I'm being chased. That's the way I've always felt like walking into a Mathis brothers or Ashley home store, whatever those other places are. I always feel like I'm being chased, stalked like a gazelle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going to get these guys to buy this. Oh, check out this one that has memory foam. This is so much better than uh, this one that you came in here looking at that's like in your price range. <laughs> oh, we can get you approved for, you know, financing. I'm, I'm probably pretty much any of these. Do you have good credit? Do you know? Don't don't let that don't let the cost be a factor because we you know, we have lots of different terms yeah. and, and our warranty. Be sure to get our extended warranty like it's a dining room table. What what could possibly happen to it? I'm going to spill some pizza on it and then rec- and then return it to you. Yeah. I remember there was one, like my parents were buying a dining room table and they're like, yeah, we have like our extended furniture, furniture protection. You could go home, take this home today, right now, put it in your dining room, get a hammer and just beat the shit out of this fucking table. <laughs> you come back, we'll give you a brand new table. I was like, that's kind of fucked up. It is. But also why? Like, who's going to do that? Yeah. I wanted to do it just out of, I remember at one point we did have one of our, our sofas replaced because like the wood in the armrest just broke one day. Yeah. And so that it ended up getting replaced for free because they got that, that protection. But like, how often does that really happen? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, like a good, a good sofa, a good dining room table you just kind of buy them once and then you're done. So <laughs> that's, that's the shame about this store being so good. It's like, I can't, I'm not going to go back there to buy more yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it's, it's pretty much one and done. Um, that like, I need a coffee table, but they didn't have a coffee table that I liked. So <sighs> like all, all you can do is say, Oh, when you go buy furniture, I would recommend this place. Yeah. And hope that they get they get money that way. But it's oh, I, I was. Yeah, it's it's it sucks that it's it's one of those, you know, 
big ticket items that you have for a long time because mm-hmm. you know it sounds like otherwise like you would do like you could you could do your daily shopping there and have a great experience yeah like, imagine if you had that same thing with a grocery store right you do you just go into a grocery store and get the stuff that you want like <laughs> yeah grocery yeah. stores are manipulative and then they do the end cap thing you know, to get you to like splurge by on, on a item you don't necessarily need or, mm-hmm. or moving clearance items to an end cap. But for the majority of the majority of shopping is you get what you need and you don't interface with employees like yeah. outside of cars and furniture um, and houses. Like you're so the, the day of the salesman is over. Like you yeah. used to go into a men's store and you'd have to deal with the salesman to get the clo- clothes that you like. Whereas now you can just go to a department store and sure the clothes aren't as good as high of quality, but like I have 60 of these t-shirts or something now, some ridiculous number they're at target. They're $7 now. Thanks Joe Biden. And I just go, or they're $9 now, I think. I think they were $7, now they're $9 or something. I, I, they went up in price, and I was pissed off. But I just go in and grab those shirts, and then I buy nice button-down shirts to wear over them. I don't need, there's nobody that goes in and like, yes, I'd like a Hanes black label. Oh, well, what kind of colors were you looking for? They only come in four <laughs> colors. Just whatever extra larges are on the shelf, I'll just fucking put them in my cart. Like, imagine if you went to the grocery store, right, and you... And there was an employee who just pushed your cart for you. Like, oh, you weren't man. allowed to take the things off the shelf and put them in your cart. You had to just, like, this person had to follow along behind you and, like, yes, I'll take the Hunt's ketchup. Uh, no, the 64-ounce bottle. I'll take the Hellman's mayonnaise, uh, the big 32-ounce jar. Uh, now let's, now let's you know, go around to the bread aisle. Yes, I'd like the Sarah Lee whole wheat. Uh, all right, now we're going to need to pick up some eggs. I only need a six pack. Let's make sure they're not cracked. Like that's what furniture (laughs) stores are is this weird person hunting you and just ruining your experience and making your shit all cost way more. Like Carl said in the YouTube chat, furniture has an insane markup. Like this place is able to charge, was able to just discount the shit out of my, this sofa because they don't, they have no overhead and they're paying one guy. Like, I'm sure whatever I bought this sofa for paid for that guy for the day. Oh yeah. I sold one sofa today. My like my pay is covered. I sold two sofas today. My pay is covered and the cost of the building is covered. Like one and done. There you go. Ah, I But now I for some reason those things still exist. They they've got to that's got to be an industry that's like in decline with the way you can buy almost everything online. Furniture yeah. is still one of those things where uh cuz I I looked on Amazon to thinking that when IKEA didn't have the sofa that I wanted to get like oh the, there's a bunch of IKEA like sofas on Amazon but then I'm reading the the reviews and some are like this sofa is great I love it and the bed is so so comfortable and the next review would be like this sofa is like sleeping on a sl- <laughs> uh, slate slab you, you can't sit on it for more than 15 minutes without being in excruciating pain like who am I going to yeah. believe here and yeah, I, that's the only that's the really the only downside. And I can't tell because I can't like they can't ship me a sofa, me sit down there on it and be like, yeah, this sucks. Get this fucking thing out of here. Like, yeah, because I was I was um, we don't we don't have an Ikea here and I was looking to get um, an Ikea bookshelf 
so I was looking for like like what's the next best thing you know so clearly someone has made a rip off of this exact bookshelf and they had and I was looking at the reviews and it's like five stars I used to have the IKEA version uh, it broke and I replaced it with this one and it it's much better it's way sturdier it holds more stuff and then like the one star review was like this is made out of the cheapest plywood possible don't touch it or it will break yeah and how much of that is just like this person bought it like version one that was terrible. And this person bought version two that they've improved or or vice versa. There's no way to tell. So you're stuck going into being like stalked like an animal. Fuck furniture stores. (laughs) The most dangerous furniture stores, the most dangerous game. Mm. Uh, Well, Tim, what is your second issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Appealing to the dumb. Um, Tab, do you know uh, anyone that is a racist? Yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. Other than you, though, do you, do you know anyone else that's a racist? Yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> because everyone is. Yeah. Everyone is, right? But I'm talking about the people that, uh, uh, the one that they look at a person and they see the color of their skin and go, oh, because that person is blue, he's this and he's this and he's this and he's this and he's this, right? Mm-hmm. And they, 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 don't, they don't think about anything anything else, right? Whereas, you know, I, I think most people try, tend to, when they meet someone, judge them by, their, uh, by them being a person, you know, first. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I would call those people dumb. That's right? fair. And I think in general, uh, um, that's what that, that sort of racism is relegated to, is pe- people that I literally can't think as other people as people you know what i mean yeah and so where i'm going with this is that um apparently uh there there are people that are saying that uh monkeypox needs to be renamed because it's racist yeah i've I've been seeing this yeah um could you could you explain to me how it's racist (laughs) yeah (laughs) they think that monkeys black people are monkeys like that that's the that's the argument being made is that yeah 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 do you know why it's called monkeypox because it came from a monkey it, yes <laughs> monkeypox was discovered um uh monkeypox was discovered in like a uh um like a trial it was like a uh it was monkeys that were being used for research in 1958 uh they had outbreaks of this disease um that they then coined monkeypox because it came from literal monkeys yeah um and so there's these people that are saying that they need to uh change the name of it uh the world health organization has already said that they're gonna they want to change the name of it uh the only the only other name you call it is the fag virus <laughs> they call it quote discriminatory and stigmatizing stigmatizing to whom right like they just um, throw this shit out there it, i i truly believe that what they are doing is seeing like this is a test this is a test of how uh gullible humanity is like yeah. you remember when it was the wuhan coronavirus and they're like well that's not acceptable now it's covid19 yes and they completely changed the language on this so that's where that's that's where I'm going. Yeah, they're they're doing it again to see like, okay, how much how much can we push these people into believing? Not only that, but um, but the same those same people 
the the people that would say that monkeypox is a racist name um uh they are less they are more likely to um uh to believe in it or to uh go with it if they don't if they don't know what it is you know what i'm talking about how mm-hmm. like dumb people if, if they if they read like a word that they don't understand they just like ignore it right yeah. and so if if the if a virus you know if, if like a mass pandemic virus uh is called the china virus right that's easy to to oh well i know where that comes from that's very easy to understand yeah but calling it covid19 that has no meaning that's the scientific term it has no meaning and so when you change that um to be you know more to be more scientific the dumb person that they're appealing to has no sense of what that is or like you, you know what i'm talking about has has less knowledge of it now mm-hmm. and so uh um yeah i i read that that they the people were calling it uh racist um well also like <laughs> So there's this episode, one of my favorite TV shows of all time was Becker starring Ted yeah. Danson as a uh, short tempered doctor in New York. Mm-hmm. And there's an episode where he is being accused of being like this terrible person. He's racist and everything. And I think it was, it was written in the newspaper and the guy he's talking to says, well, you said all those things about Puerto Ricans and he's like, what are you talking about? He's like, you were complaining about your neighbor who grills on his uh, fire escape. I said, yeah, yeah, I complain about him because he's an asshole, not because he's Puerto Rican. I never mm-hmm. even said he was Puerto Rican. And the guy's like, well, you know, he grills on his fire escape. Like, you're the racist. Yeah. You, ex- oh, you hear a behavior and say, oh, that can only be this one group of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, this is called monkeypox, so it must be about black people. Like, yeah. the fact that your brain jumps that way is you being the racist. When yeah. I hear monkeypox, I think of a virus that came from a monkey. Like, uh-huh. swine flu, if you're like, yeah, we have to change the name of this because uh, it's offensive to Polish people, you'd be like, wait, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, uh, uh, along with the monkeypox, they want to change the name of the Spanish flu, mm-hmm. right? The thing that happened more than a hundred years ago. Yeah, of course, they, they want to retroactively change the name of it. Yeah, uh, we live in a perpetual state of now. There's no, there is no past. There is no future. There is only yeah. now. We've always been at war with Eurasia. They're they're rewriting history <laughs> as it happens to fit the new narrative. Uh, yep. We can't. We couldn't call the China virus the China virus because that was bad. So now we need to change all these other names that are referenced to a region or a, a type of people or a, a thing to like more scientific names. So it's no yep. longer the Spanish flu. It's no longer the yellow fever. It's no longer Zika or the West Nile virus or, or Ebola or Ebola. Yeah. It's they've all got to be called like the bleeding anus disease or some mm-hmm. stupid shit. And it's because of the dumb. Well, the, the, another great, well, I mean, go yeah, ahead. Good. An, I would an, say it, yeah, this is why this 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 is why doing this show sucks. Not in person. Yeah, yeah. Another thing with the monkeypox that's like appealing to stupid people is this new narrative of like monkeypox is not a gay people virus. Yeah, even though ninety eight percent of the infected are gays, 
Now, they're like, it's not a sexually transmitted disease. It's just transmitted from like bodily fluids touching open sores and shit. Yeah. Kind of. And when 98% of your victims are, are like a gay men and they're like, oh, well, look, these kids have it too. Where'd the kids get it? They live in a house with a gay man. Kind of makes you <laughs> fucking fellow wonder. Uh, I, I've been seeing this, that narrative blast all around the internet. And it's like, it's to make the dumb people feel better. Oh no, yeah. we need to take this seriously because it affects everyone. It really doesn't. Like, <laughs> uh, a married couple that just engages in normal missionary sex once a week in their own home. Zero risk of connect, catching monkeypox. Uh, your average incel not having sex with anybody. Zero risk of co- contracting monkeypox. <laughs> Gay man who goes to orgies, anonymous or- sex orgies every weekend. Very high risk of monkeypox. What is going on there? Yeah. I, uh, it's, but we can't allow that narrative to happen because then we'd be diminishing a like protected minority group from hurting their feelings. Mm-hmm. So we have to tell everyone they're at risk and... Only the dumb people are the ones being like, oh, my God, this is really serious. This is a serious virus. It's not a sexually transmitted disease. Like, congratulations, you're a mouthpiece for, like, a bunch of morons. Yeah, God forbid we have, we, like, have different things happen to different, you know, versions of the population as humans. Well, and just, like... The if you identify the root cause and like the at risk groups, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be a lot more effective to in like encourage protocols of safety in those groups versus being like, all right, everybody, mm-hmm. uh, everybody here, let's not ha- go to anonymous gay sex orgies. Like, <laughs> why are you telling me this? I wasn't gonna go to an anonymous gay sex orgy, I, but I might now. <laughs> Like, I kind of feel like I'm not the one that should be here for this conversation. Like, well, I, you know, yeah. I just want to tell everyone that way everyone knows. And then, like, Richard Simmons is next to you, and you're like, mm-hmm. I think you should just talk to Richard Simmons here. Yeah. Like, if, like if, I t- if, I, if I told you that I knew someone with vitiligo, you know. Uh, what is vitiligo? <laughs> vitiligo is the thing that Michael Jackson had. It's the thing that... Um, oh, oh, where you lose the pigment in your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um... <laughs> There's a good, there's a good chance that they're a certain skin color, right? Yeah, because it affects more. <laughs> or you know, if I told you that uh, that someone was um, uh, dairy intolerant, right? Mm-hmm. That affects more East Asian uh, people than it does uh, almost any other group. It's just a, it's just a, it's just a thing, right? Yeah, but some of us are different. And for whatever reason, like the regions we come from influence that. Yeah. Like, should we treat people differently because of those differences? No. But like when you, it's the whole, the whole like changing of gender to being like, uh, genetically biologically male or whatever. And like, Oh, but now I'm a woman. So I need to go to an OBGYN and like, because your blood, your, your blood chemistry, your like body chemistry is, is male. Mm-hmm. Medicines affect men and women differently. 
Like a man, a, a woman on any medis- medication needs a lower dose than a man. Yep. Because their metabolism is not as fast. And generally speaking, they're smaller. Yeah. So the shit saturates their system way faster <laughs> than it does in men. Same I, thing with alcohol. Alcohol's exact same thing. So when you're like, oh, we're going to like make these new these pills to be gender neutral by like putting it in the middle instead of a 10 milligram dosage for men and a five milligram dosage for women, we're going to do a 7.5 milligram dose then that everyone can take except now it's like affecting the women way worse and it's not working for the men at all. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. just accept that we're different and stop trying to fucking change things to make people feel better. It's like when everybody has their, their preferred pronouns on their, like email signatures and their fucking dating profiles. Yeah. And they're like, why don't you have your preferred pronouns on there? I don't care. I don't care in the sense that, uh, I think it's stupid, but I also don't care just in the fucking call. Use whatever you want. Yeah. You know, you want to call me she to try and prove something. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> my preferred pronouns are none. I, yep. I don't have a preference. I prefer you call me by my name. And when you're when you're just referring to me in a conversation I'm not a part of, and you want to call me he, she, it, they, her, him, whatever, not my don't don't fucking give a single fuck. Uh, but like you can't put that in your email signature. You just get at like like oh you should put your your preferred pronouns in in your stuff. That way people yeah. know what to call you. I, I I don't care. I'm a six foot two guy with a beard. Fucking figure it out. <laughs> And if you want and to then, be obstinate, then uh, uh-huh. be obstinate. I, There's my, another word that they're trying to change. Yeah. Or they're, they're, they're looking at changing, and that's the word endemic. Oh, yeah. They have to change it. Like recession. They have to change that. Tim, mm-hmm. what's the definition of re- recession that you were taught in uh, history class? It's when there's not a lot of money going around. It's two consecutive quarters of low GDP. And there's like a newer version of definition of recession that I also read. Mm -hmm. And that one is even like more generous in that it's not necessarily two, two quarters of two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. It's or negative growth. It's uh, it can be any prolonged period of downward growth or stagnant growth. Meaning that like you could have a recession that's, that's a quarter of, like 0.1% growth and then mm-hmm. a downturn of negative 9%, that can be a recession, even though it's not two consecutive quarters. But they're trying to yeah. pretend like that's not what it is anymore. We live in it's fucking gaslit. We're being gaslit all the time. <laughs> and I hate that phrase because the real thing is you're just being lied to. You, yeah. But gaslighting is, specific, is not just lying to you. It's trying to convince you that reality is different than what yes. it is. Yes. So anyway, what was the other word that they're trying to, oh, endemic. They're going to, oh, endemic. Yeah. So the, the reasoning, uh, they say is that, uh, is because the, because it, you know, the endemic is the term for a disease that is, you know, normally present in a specific place. It implies a sense of, um, of apathy among other people who aren't, you know, who aren't usually affected by that disease. Uh, so, uh, the, this person, uh, the, the 
the World Health Organization got some person to, you know, talk about names and why they're racist. Uh, they say that the word endemic can create the impression that those specific people's suffering is to be expected and is acceptable. Whereas the suffering that's happening other places as a result uh, in this example of monkeypox is highly exceptional and that they should be responding highly to those. And then that's racist. That is just, uh, that was a bunch of gobbledygook. I don't, I have right, no I idea know, what any like, of that means. Like what lines they're taking to get to this. They're just the, the line usually from one, you know, from, from logic a, point A to logic point B is usually straight and you can see it easily. This is like a just a curly cue of nonsense. And and that's the way you can tell. Uh like so I read that book Bullshit Jobs a few years ago by David Graeber. It's it's great. And the the thing to me that I I've kind of distilled out is that in a bullshit job you can describe you can describe your job in one sentence or less, right? Mm-hmm. So like I'm a technical director. I oversee all the technical aspects of the theater that I run. That that's it. Like mm-hmm. that's a very simple concise description. Oh, okay. He he that's what he does. Now, there's a position in theater called a dramaturg. Tim and I took <laughs> took the same script writing class, uh script analysis yeah. class in college. Yeah. And we did like half a semester on dramaturgs. Yes. And Tim what does a dramaturg do? Uh, bullshit. <laughs> we it's, we kept. If, if I had to, if I had to describe it, it's kind of like if if you were like so if you were really relating relating it to movies, already bullshit. See, the fact <laughs> you've already spent more words trying I, to qualify the, your descriptor. And that's what the class was like. We had someone who was a professional dramaturg teaching this class and we just kept asking, but what do they actually do? Okay. So they're a researcher. No, they do research, but they also, so what do you, and there was just like this whole like fucking Dale Gribble (laughs) dodging of trying to, what I'm the lighting designer. I oversee all of the lighting for the show. I'm the scene designer. I oversee the design and construction of the scenery for the show. I'm the prop master. I do everything that your actor sits on or holds. Like all of these things are able to be described in very concise terms. And dramaturgs are like, well, we do research and we like look into the historical context of the show and all these other things. And it's like, uh, this is all stuff that everyone else in the show is also doing. So why are you here? Um, and so many jobs. And when I start to see things like that, where you can't explain something in very concise, simple terms to someone, it tends to be bullshit when you're like describing this endemic thing. And they're like, well, it's got all these things, but we have to change these terms. Like, holy shit. My fucking head is spinning (laughs) with bullshit. And other things like the real world doesn't work like that. When, when you have to, like define when you have like Supreme court justice picks being interviewed and they're like, well, I don't, I can't define what a woman is. And then you ask like uh, these, a turf and they're like, it's a, it's a biological uh, adult, biological female. That's a woman. And you're like, boom, there, there's a very simple, concise definition that I can understand. I cannot understand what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> 
about like just the general femininity and things that are opposite of men. And it's like, Oh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, so man, fuck these people. Yeah. <sighs> but that's the world we live in. We're cursed to just someone, someone in the discord the other day was like, I, tab, do you ever get tired of being right? And I said, yes, <laughs> I feel like Cassandra, like I'm doomed oh, to just yeah, yeah. to just speak prof- prophecies that no one understands. Yeah, uh, no one believes me. So, well, that's a great issue, Tim. And uh, that wraps it up for this week's episode. Here's what I'll get. So, until next time, two nine seven. What the two nine two nine seven? Episode. Oh yeah, almost, I forgot to put almost. the banners up this time. Oh well. Yeah. Uh, until next time, I'm Tab Burt. I'm Tim the Handlebreaker. Catch you guys next week. See ya. If you want to call in the voicemail hotline, call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us at... uh, in the Discord under the voicemail hotline. So I've got one here that I'm going to play first. Hey, fellas. Matt from Minnesota here. Uh, just wanted to call me a quick don't get because we're running out of time here. Shitting in the punch bowl. Tab, I went and saw Weird Al this weekend, and I had an amazing time. I have no idea what's wrong with you and why you can't enjoy a lot of music. Uh, but, yeah. Shitting in the punch bowl. He finished up the set with the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Oh. Which was, you know, obviously what he was going to play for us. And then the next day, I went and saw the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. And that was pretty cool. Um, I'm kind of feeling left out on his feet, so I've left instructions for my probable find final spite producer demand. God, it's like three in the morning. Fucked. Uh, but yeah, if you guys don't get my message on Patreon, I'm going to have to do it here. Uh, since Sage and Mr. Kill guy um, seem to want to fuck each other so bad for the <laughs> remainder of the feud or the show, I would like you to play the sax from Careless Whisper over their voicemails. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do that without like getting banned from YouTube or whatever. Uh. That'd be great. All right. I'm rambling. Catch you later. So I've got an instrumental version of Careless Whisper queued up when we do. I'm going to try and save all of the... Um, all the sage, Mr. Kill Everything... <laughs> Stuff. All the fight mails. The fight fight mails, yeah. <laughs> uh, it may get us. It may get us flagged off of YouTube because it's you know BMI, but we'll see. Uh, so here we go. We've got. We actually have a bunch from them. Uh, actually, it looks like they're all Mister Kill Everything's. But here we go.
Tim, Tab, since you do not listen to your own show, I'll fill you in with what's been going on. Sage is supposed to find me, and then we'll fight. Don't worry, the video doorbell will record everything, unless he goes to one of my jobs. But we have cameras there, too, so that will be captured as well. Speaking of, my employment will resume at the pizza shop. I'll simply be one of those guys who will cover a shift if someone calls off work, if I'm available. So if Sage uh, still wants to try try to find me there, uh, instead of taking the easier route, looking up cigar bars, well, if he calls the right place and... If you were to say to one of my coworkers, hey, this is Sage, and if they giggle, they'll, um, he'll know you found the right place, and plus my coworkers will be knowing that the voicemails and the stories are true. Also, I did not pawn off the fight to Dead Helm. Dead Helm challenged Sage to a fight, and that's what I was referring to. Sage needs to work for the fight between us, since it was his idea. I gave him clues. Tab, you also gave him some good clues of what he should do to find me. However, though, like Sage said, I may be turning over a new leaf too. I'll call back and tell you about it some more once I have my thoughts compiled. Wow, this is genius. This is like the best suggestion ever. (laughs) Eric. The Red. The Terminator is the greatest Terminator movie. A killing robot is awesome. Unlike the liberal sissy non-killing robot to Judgment Day, who is sensitive uh, sensitive to others, is a terrible movie. Fuck you. Sage. You know what? Maybe I've been a little hard on you over the years, and you know what? <laughs> I'm sorry, Sage. You touched my heart, and I think I turned over a new leaf, too. I humbly accept your gift, but you shouldn't send me flowers. I don't need any gifts from you. You're still welcome to come here, though. Instead of recording a fight, we'll take selfies of our new friendship. I'll even take you to my bar, and we'll have a cigar. Uh, and a drink as well, of course. You would go to my pizza shop before they close, too. I'm telling you, this is the best pizza you'll find here in town. You can have my address. You can have it. You can find me at 2270 South 525 West, Beaver, Utah, 84713. I'm not going to give you my phone number, though, because uh, Tab was right. Our conversations and the evolution of our friendship should be left on this very show and the after show when it just becomes a voicemail podcast. Thank you for the kind words, Sage, and I hope you can forgive me for everything that I have said the past however many years it's been so please accept my apology and I hope you forgive me cheers my friend and we got dead helm one there you guys dead helm here so I think cigar guy and sage just need to fucking get it over with so I can fight him right he says fuck me or fight me right so cigar guy and sage need to fuck I don't care how they fuck. They just need a fuck. <laughs> and then I will fight Sage. Uh, you know, call me back. Uh, Sage, you know where I live. Do something about it. <laughs>
bitch. There you go. God, that last that last Mr. Kill Everything voicemail <clears throat> was perfectly. Sa- it sounded like Perfect. it's like the it's it was like a movie, right? Like, like things had gone horribly wrong, and the fight happened um, despite Sage not hearing that last voicemail. Mm-hmm. So Sage went into it with all he had. Like, imagine it's a like a like a movie, right? And he had, he kills Mr. Kill Everything, right? Mm-hmm. And he's and he's he's injured himself. Like he's like got like a gunshot wound to the gut. And he makes it back to the motel, and it's sunset. And he and it's the '80s, of course. So uh, <laughs> he goes and he hits play on the uh, on the answering machine while Careless Whisper plays in the background, and it's that. <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's sitting there bleeding, lying on the floor while Mr. Kill Everything is like, "I'm so sorry, man. This should have never happened." <laughs> Uh, yeah, the whole scene is like, I th- did you get my message? Like, oh, I got your fucking message. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here's someone from Andy. Hey, yeah, I got a new one. I've actually got this uh, big hole in the floor in your basement with a submersible pump in it called the stump. And as long as you got an active stump, then you really will never have more than like an eighth or a quarter of an inch of water, no matter how bad it gets. And its problem is, if you get pumped like you did, you have no active pumping. That's what if you get screwed over. I mean, that's just abysmal that they have the house set up like that. But uh, you're talking about saying there was being cursed and everything. And, and I, did you not pay attention to me for all the years I've been calling into the show? <laughs> I mean, I've not had one, but two vehicles burned to the ground here. <laughs> that's just the way it is here, man. That's just the way it is. Uh, yeah, I was I was actually pretty confused as to why there's not a sump in in the basement. Yeah, like everywhere else I've had a basement has had a sump. So I don't know. That, I might see about like having one put in. Specifically in the area where the water like really comes in and pools mm-hmm. up, just fucking dig a hole, cut a hole in the concrete, put a pump in there, run the the hose outside the house, fucking pump that shit in the street. <clears throat> Here's your Ed in season four, episode twenty-two of the classic American documentary series, Mister Ed. Ed steals a truck. Now, right after he starts the truck, they show a camera shot of his hoof pushing on the accelerator, and you can clearly see there's a brake and a clutch. But never in his joyride of this truck all over town do you ever see him reaching down to shift gears. This is how a manual transmission works. You have to shift gears. This show is so inaccurate. <laughs> I'm guessing that Andy was calling into a Mr. Ed podcast that went off the air. <laughs> He's like, I'll tell you what, I'm just going to call these into here's what I'll get <laughs> Yep. Uh, uh, is this episode going to be called Mr. Ed Drives a Truck? <laughs> Steals a truck. Yeah. As, as a, a sequel to the one about him in a plane. Yep. Oh holy shit! What a great voicemail segment. Uh, I I love this this careless whisper thing. It's me too. I, <laughs> fucking five out of five stars. Big applause to Matt Spite producer Matt from Minnesota. Um, he made that so much better. So oh, yeah. we'll be doing that for the foreseeable future. 
So, uh, well, that wraps us up for this week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the show. Keep listening. Join us on the 14th of August for our big episode 299 send-off. And, um, yeah, thanks to, thanks to everyone. We'll see you next time. See ya.